Good morning. I told you to meet me here on Tuesdays. So on Tuesdays, we're going to have a 20-minute press. Pressing into the Word and letting the Word make an impression on and in us. The way we think, uh, the way we respond to the Lord, which affects the way that we um, extend to people. All right? All right. So the book that I'm going to be talking from is First John. And again, it's only going to be 20 minutes. Okay? So I'm going to try to get as much as I can within 20 minutes. Alright? Alright. So first, John. I believe John constantly focused on the identity of Jesus. That was his assignment and he was consistent in doing it. And it's for purpose. Sometimes we do a lot of things that encompasses something that God gave us. But, you know, we're trying to be um, the word I'm looking for, relevant. I believe if you focus on purpose, what God has given you, spoken to you, reveal himself to you as you are always relevant. No matter what season, you are relevant. That's just my personal belief. I believe that John focused on this because Jesus is the perfect will of God. Jesus himself said, I came to do my father's will. Not my will. Not to promote my brand. My father's will. That's the only reason that I'm here. One of the things he said was, I came to destroy the works of the enemy. That was the will of the father. Hmm. A lot of times we quote John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? All right. <laughs> the thing I love about when uh, John the Baptist, when it was revealed to him who Jesus was, he heard a voice. This is my beloved son. And whom? I am well pleased. There was nothing notable done or noted that was done before this point. And yet God says of Jesus to John, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The scripture says it's impossible to please God without faith. 
So, how did Jesus please God the Father and he hadn't done anything yet? He came to do his Father's will. This was done in faith. How do I know? The scripture says that whosoever, now I'm quoting most things I'm quote is going to be from John, who is the writer of 1 John and the book of John. He came to do his father's will and he came by faith that whosoever will believe on him will have eternal life. That takes faith. To come to do the will of another, believing that if there is a response, when there is a response, the will of the person you came in will be done in the lives of those that believe his message. That takes faith. We should ponder that. We should ponder that. A lot of times we can promote our, I mean, passionate about saying what we believe to be true. If a person believe what you believe to be true about something that you, you, you uh, are passionate about, something you think, what would it benefit that person to receive? How does it affect their life? How does it change their life? See, and that's your will and your passion. <laughs> no power to change the heart of the person, the mind of the person, the destiny of the person, but you want them to believe what you say. <laughs> uh, okay, let me stay focused. I said 20 minutes. Through Christ, God has made us fit for the message while we're trying to make the message fit us. This is an issue in this day and time. People are trying to take the message of the gospel and make it fit in their life instead of allowing the life that was given them to be fitted, formed, and shaped by the message of God. What will happen? His will, his desire, you take on his nature. The gospel has power. The gospel has power. The good news has power. God's message to you encompasses the very nature of who God is. Therefore, it has power to change a life, renew a mind, heal a heart. Not just internal things, but the, the very life. He said, I came that you may have life and that more abundantly. This is not your the life that you desire, but the life that he put in you to reveal himself to you. 20 minutes, 20 minutes. 
20 minutes. Again, through Christ, God has made us fit for the message. We don't have to try to make the message fit. We don't. That's good news. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to, we're talking about John. There is a translation, uh, Mount New Testament, if you look at it. You will not see, for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. You will see, for this is how God loved the world. And then it's followed by a colon. This is how God loved the world. I think that's an interesting um, translation. Because we, we focus on, hey, God loved the world. God loved us so much, so he gave his son. But that translation focusing on focuses on how God loved us. He sent his son. So his son encompasses his will, his love for us. Many people talk about love today apart from Christ. They focus on self-love. Um, stay focused. 20 minutes. I believe that John 6.28, he reveals that it is the work of God that we believe. It is the work of God that we believe. Let's go. John 6.38. John 6.38. Now Jesus himself said, it is my father that do the work. What work? The work of faith. It is the father who works in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Again, why? Because the life that you have was given to you, breathed into you by him to reveal who he is. So he has taken on responsibility of this work in you. John 6.38, Jesus says, For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him who sent me. That's important in 1 John because John was dealing with, uh, of course we know in 1 John is Gnosticism, but there's also, it has been evolved, this, this, this false teaching has been uh has evolved from judaism uh platonism um john even said they came out from us so they were false teachers there was a mixture they had a piece of judaism christianity narcissism planetism mixed it all together and they came up with their own philosophy, calling it a religion, when it's actually error. Much like what we see today. Today, we call it being woke. As if it is a new thing. One of the things that narcissists uh, focus on was um, <laughs> knowledge. Jesus didn't come to eradicate 
ignorance. He came to eradicate sin. But their focus was enlightenment. Much like today. Being woke. Being woke. And I see people in the name of being woke. You know, on TikTok and, and all these other social medias. Poking at any foundational truth. Why? Because they have no power within themselves to walk in it. So we're just going to dismiss it. We're going to ex uh, excuse it or we're going to say we have attained this enlightenment that excuses us and justifies us from not walking in. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so what do I get out of John 6.38? John 6.38 reveals that the word, which is Jesus, does not conform to human desires, motives, prejudices. The word of God does not conform to our motives, our desires, our prejudices, or those that are in the flesh. The word of God, which is Jesus, came to do in us, if we receive the will of God. Not our own will. So true conversion turns us from our own interest in life. You can't say that you accepted Christ. Now, now John is dealing with uh, error. John is dealing with a false teaching that has shipwrecked the faith of many. Just like today, being woke has shipwrecked many who did believe. Many who did believe because motivational messages weren't working anymore. They never worked. There's no power in motivational messages. So we see demonstration of the word of God. And that's being criticized. Why? When you see deliverance, don't criticize it. You may not like the way that the person um, administers it. But don't criticize deliverance. It is the children's bread. So it belongs to you. You are an heir of it, right? You have a right to be delivered. You have a right to be set free. You are have a right to partake of the kingdom. The kingdom has come. The king and his power, his rule, his sovereignty has come. You have a right to be free. You have a right to be free. So don't criticize. Because it's hard to receive what you criticize it's hard to receive from what you criticize and there may come a time where you realize that you need it and it's hard to receive because you've built a stronghold against it because you believed against it instead of believing God in it 
Mm -hmm. All right. I have four minutes. John 17, 3. We see what our interests become. What does our interest become when we accept the life of Christ? John 17, 3. Jesus says, this is eternal life that you may know God and the one he has sent. This is eternal life that you may know God. This is in John. John has been consistent with his message that you may know God. Not have knowledge. Again, Jesus did not come to eradicate ignorance, but sin. Sin keeps us from knowing, being intimate, drawing close to God. How can you know him if you won't respond? As he draw near, you draw back because you're afraid of what will be seen of your flesh, not realizing he's revealing himself to you. He's not revealing your flesh to you. He's revealing himself to you. Why? You become what you worship. This is eternal life. That you may know God. Not have knowledge of him. Not have information of him. But intimacy with him. Not just know who he is, but what he is. Everything that encompasses who he is, God desires that you know it, that I know. And, and we would rather trade that for philosophy. We would rather trade that so that we can be woke. Again, Jesus did not come to eradicate ignorance. When I say ignorance, I mean, you know, the lack of knowledge. He came to eradicate sin. And he has done so. All right. So in the book of John, John says, I write this so that you won't sin. Wait a minute. How can your writing, the things that you're writing, so that we won't sin? There is a law, the book of the law. And yet, people knew the law, but they did sin. It has nothing to do with information and knowledge of a thing. Again, he was coming against Gnosticism, which they were saying you had to because you got flesh on. So there's no possible way that you could not. And Jesus didn't come in the flesh because flesh, flesh is evil. So he was uh, perceived by them. He was invisible God. They, they, didn't really, they didn't really experience him physically. 
There was no Jesus. There was no God incarnate. That was them being woke. But this is those who once received and now rejected. Just like we see today. It's not a new thing. The being woke is just a form of the narcissist. <laughs> it's not a new thing. And it fights against who God is. It's not new. It fights against who God is. Why? And it's interesting, he said, I write this so that you won't sin. And it's because he had, he know that he had heard a lot of this erroneous philosophy, right? But one of the things is, is funny because it's not a book of thou shalt not. So that's the first thing we think. Um, um, I write this so that you won't sin. So now he's going to tell us all these things not to do. No. In this book, he's revealing to them who they are, who God is, and who they are in him. This is not a book of thou shalt not do's. Yet he says, I'm writing so that you will not sin. What does that tell you? You knowing what you are and who you are will cause you to do, to respond to who you are. Not try not to do this and not to do this, but you respond because of who you are. We think telling people what not to do will keep them from sin. The law has proven that that is false. If you believe what and who you are, you won't sin by trying to accommodate your flesh with things that define it and make it feel that you are loved, you are significant, you are redeemed, you are forgiven, you know, all those things that uh, you are valued, those things that we try to do to make, to appease our flesh. That was a problem in the narcissism. The appeasing of this, the deifying of this. What you are, notice what you are, not who, what you are dictates what you do. Not what you do defines who you are. No. And the reason I'm saying this is because this is the teaching that John was addressing. This false teaching, this error that he was addressing. Unlike people today who want to go and name false teachers and identify false teachers, John was dealing with the false teaching. Why? Because the message will continue long after the person has been silenced. So why waste time trying to uh, expose false teachers instead of allowing the truth to expose the false teaching, the message? This is what John was doing in this text, right? And even though I'm saying this is what he was doing, he did it by way of, of what he has consistently done, which was what? Reveal who God is, but also reveal what God is. 
All right? All right. So my 20 minutes is up. My 20 minutes is up. I have to go. So I will be here next Tuesday. And we're going to continue pressing in for 20 minutes so that the word can have an impression on us. Not just in our mind, but in our soul. The way we see God and the way we see ourselves and the way that we see others in light of who and what God is. God bless you guys.